I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I'll be totally fine. I'm, we'll, be, we'll be okay. Everything will be fine. And I was like, Lita, Lita, I'm not going to leave you back there alone with Marlo. Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I'm John R. Bray. And I'm Heather B. Armstrong. And today we are going to talk a little bit about travel as single parents. That would be travel with kids and travel without kids. Which I have finally done a lot of both. I used to not travel with my kids. I was very vocal. I used to be very vocal about that. Just you dreaded like the airport scene, or what was the? Oh, I just I dreaded the entire the entire process, all of it, packing, um, the snacks that you got to pack, the crying because I can't believe I have to wait in this line, the oh, I'm crying because I have to sit on an airplane for an hour, you know, the uh, time change, the them sleeping in a, it it was just, because my kids have such strict routines that traveling throws off all of that and puts them, especially at a very young age, puts them completely out of whack. Oh, yeah. Especially, yeah, when they're younger, it's no good. Even when when he was really little and we would travel with Lexton, you know, to my parents, you know, which he's familiar with, so at least there's the familiarity it's still a change of routine and a change of scene. Mm-hmm. So all bets are out the window on, will he sleep through the night? Will he go to sleep at the same time? Will he wake up at the same time? Or is he going to wake up insanely early? You never know. And you kind of go through this whole list. And you're like, it's probably just easier to stay home forever yes. rather than deal with that. Like I wouldn't even, I didn't like to go on car rides that were longer than an hour and a half with my kids. Like that was like my limit, period. Because that's how long a movie is. On the DVD player. <laughs> <laughs> See, my parents live seven and a half hours away. Uh, but there's no, it's it's the type of situation where if I were to fly, it would be ridiculously expensive because there's only a small airport nearby. And by the time we got to the airport, waited, mm-hmm. boarded, like it would be about the same amount of time. Yeah, we wouldn't be stuck in a in a car. But like, why would I pay for it to take the same amount of time? Right. So we drive and get an hour away from home, and it's it's always the, are, are we there yet? Like, I know it, it's a joke that's been played and played and played again, but it happens within an hour. I'm like, no, we're, we're not even close. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't even try to lie about it. I'm like, no, 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 you're going to keep waiting. It is me, like, pulling over to the side of the road going, no, not only are we not there yet, we are at least seven days away. And the more you ask it, the further it gets. I'm going to turn around just to extend it. We are not there. Well, and I, I hate, I hate 
car trips myself. I don't like driving them. I don't like sitting in the car. So then to try and take one and be as positive as possible and make it not seem so bad when the second I get in the car and shut the door, I'm like, oh, God, seven hours. Yeah. It's horrible. But the flying, I don't find to be that bad, even with kids or kid in my case. Flying has gotten, well, so my kids are so good at it now that because they've been to New York and back so many times that I don't. I don't see that as a problem anymore at all. It's actually really easy. Um, I pack them in one suitcase that I usually check or one of them carries on. I pack a whole bunch of snacks. Their iPads and iPods are loaded with stuff for them to do. Or usually on the trip to New York, we take a flight that has the um, in-flight TV screens, oh, yeah. which are phenomenal. Those are lifesavers. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. They're so amazing. They're so amazing. Lita, of course, is 12, and she's just a, she just, she's growing up, and she's learning to handle herself in a, in a manner that is not like a toddler, and learning not to complain so much about stuff that every single person on the planet has to go through. You have to wait in the line. Sorry. Uh, you have to, you know, we get TSA pre, by the way. Did you do TSA pre before your recent trip? I did not. Ugh. But it didn't it didn't matter. It was the weirdest. So recently, it's been a couple weeks, I went to Europe with Lexton to visit friends of ours and and I've never been out of the country. He's never been out of the country, so it was all kinds Wait, of Wait, you've never been out of the country? I have not. I did not know this before you left. I I have not. Well, I went to Canada once like Twenty five years ago. I know. It was two and a half hours from where I grew up. It totally doesn't count. No, I've never been out of the country. I've never really had the opportunity. And we didn't travel a lot outside of just visiting close family when I was growing up. I did not know this. And I became a parent at twenty, so I haven't actually had a lot of chances. So this was oh my god, I did not know the significance of this. Oh yeah. This is incredible. Yeah, it was a big, big, big trip. I mean it was a huge trip. Lexton has only been on it. This will be his it, it was his third trip, I guess, on a plane, third or fourth. I don't, I don't remember. And and by far the longest, I think, with like total transit time, it was like 14 hours or something because there was a layover. Well, you had a layover in Amsterdam? In Amsterdam, yeah. Wow. Wow. And then a short flight because it was we went to Denmark is where we spent most of the time. And so it was an hour flight after Amsterdam. But it was so seamless in terms of the actual flights and the transit that I kept waiting for something to go wrong. Like there was not a single delay. There was no turbulence. There was obviously the in-flight entertainment because it's that. Like it was flawless with one exception. And that is that it was an overnight flight. Mm -hmm. And he didn't sleep for one second on that plane, (laughs) which means that I didn't sleep for one second because every 10 minutes he would poke me like, are you still awake? Oh, sorry. Every, every time. And finally I just, you know, they have like the remote in the armrest, at least this plane did. And I finally just handed it to him at, I don't know, four in the morning, our time. I'm like, just watch anything. I don't care what you watch. Just watch something. (laughs) And he was up total from, from when we got up the day that we left until we went to sleep in Denmark. I think he was up for like 36 or 38 hours. Oh man. That is a crazy experience, let me tell you. Well, was he getting loopy? Yeah, I mean, it helped because we have friends there and they have two kids who are his age. So the second we got there, it was like a, a switch flipped and he had 
this surge of energy that lasted for, I don't know, like eight to 10 hours. And then we all sat down to eat dinner late and he almost felt like face planted into his food. <laughs> and I, I looked at it, I said, do you want to eat? And he just stared at me. I'm like, you don't want to eat. You are going to go right to sleep. And he went, he slept for 12 and a half hours, mm-hmm. woke up and slept flawlessly every night. What? I, I know it was even our friends that we were staying with. They're like, this is, this is really weird. You know, normally he would wake up early or something would, would happen, but he, it was fine. He transitioned beautifully. I hate you. I know. <laughs> it was weird. But it's but the thing that I hate is that I was expecting it to not be like that. So I didn't sleep well. Like I woke up early thinking, well, he's going to get up. I have to be up so that he doesn't you know, sneak out of the room and go and they have to parent for hours while I catch up on sleep. So then the next day I'm dead and he's fine. He's just <laughs> ready to go. You know, the, the seven and a half hour flight to get to Amsterdam didn't phase him in the least. That's incredible. He was just excited. And they'd bring, you know, the airplane food, which is really great. Really good food. Really, really good, good food on airplanes. He was so awesome about it. He's like, oh, wow, this this probably isn't going to be very good, but <laughs> it's pretty fun. I'm like, yeah, have have at it, man. Have, think, have what you want. Think about that as it's like, well... <laughs> We'll get into this in a second. But think about that as like a 12-year-old who hasn't flown very much. Who's like, oh, my gosh, they're bringing us food. And there's a TV right in front of me. And I get to sit here and I get to watch things. And I'm flying over the ocean. Like, how amazing is that for a 12-year-old? Oh, yeah. And he had – and that was why I was hoping, though, that he would – and I think I was ignorant to think that he would sleep because I thought, well, it's, it's a night flight and it's over the ocean. So there's, there is nothing to see. There's no lights, nothing. Damn if he did not have that shade open, <laughs> staring. And I periodically I would just be like, what do you see? Oh, nothing. Yeah, I know. There's nothing to see. Just close it. You know, and for the overnight flights, like the, the lights are all off. It's not like this exciting atmosphere. Everybody was asleep on the plane except for the two of us. There was not a single screen on in that plane except for his. But it was the preparing to go that was complicated. Yeah. And I think it's... That merits its own discussion, especially for single parents, depending on the custody arrangements. Um, but for really all all parents that travel maybe without the other spouse with the kids. Yeah. The, the preparation is a lot of work. It is. I mean, there's obviously the packing. Although I, I'll say we were there for nine days. I checked one bag, had one carry-on, and we each carried a backpack that had, you know, headphones, laptop, things like that. Nine days. That's incredible. I am an expert packer. I was incredibly thrilled. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna brag about what I can do. How many bags so. do you take? You don't. Know. You don't know what I can do. Well, I'll brag. I was excited. No, that's, I did not that's wanna, amazing. I did not want to have to check and carry and wonder if he's pulling it or leaving it or things are falling Wait, so out. You, or, but you did check one. Just one. Just one. Yeah. Yeah, and it worked out. And but I think it's just the nature of. I don't know if it's the nature of boys or the nature of him, but he didn't really, he doesn't need like outfits. It did. I could have said, I packed you one pair of pants and two shirts and you have to rewear them. And he'd go, okay. <laughs> it wouldn't like, would not face him in the least. So that makes it easy. Yeah. But it was the making sure that I would have proper documentation to enter another country. That part, the passport part. Yes. Well, the passport part, I mean, that, that process itself was, I'm not his biological parent. So I can't sign the passport application. Right. So Heather has to do that and has to go. And there's like, 
last name discrepancies because now she has changed her last name because she got married. That's right. I keep forgetting about that part. (laughs) Yeah. So it's different than his. So there's all like everything had to be checked and double checked and verified. And we're not near like an actual passport office or whatever they're called. So it's a post office. And the guy there was like, I'm surprised that it was accepted and approved because he seemed completely baffled and I don't blame him. Wow. Did you have to get written permission from Heather to like remove him from the country? Well, that was the the last piece of it is any time I'm trying to remember because I spent a lot of time researching this because the last thing I wanted was to get like detained in Amsterdam at one in the morning local time. Yeah. So anytime a parent travels with a child or children and the other parent is not with them, and you leave the country, you're supposed to have written, signed permission, and they recommend having it notarized from the other parent. So even if you're married, but you take the kids out of country, your spouse needs to sign a letter saying that they know that you're leaving, where you're going, when you're going to be there, that, you know, you give your permission, yes. etc. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, And but the, the funny thing is, and even on, I think it's like the U.S. Customs website, it basically says in so many words, we don't really care about those. But other countries might, mm. which I personally think is kind of odd. Like, I, I totally understand the letter. I think it makes a lot of sense. And I, I have no issue having to have done it for things like child trafficking and, you know. But the fact that the United States is like, nah, we don't really look at that. We just hope for the best. <laughs> you know, what's the, also interesting, really, really quickly, they the U.S. is a lot more lenient about liquids in your carry-on, too, than Every other country that I've been to. I, every you other You lost country. something. You had a really not so great experience. Was it in the UK? Yeah. Was it Heathrow? Yeah. We'll get to that in okay. a minute. But, <laughs> but it's, so, it's so weird when I go to these other places that are so much more invasive of like searching and like they'll, they'll go through my entire bag and then they'll throw away half of my toiletries. It's like, well, I just came from America, America, America. which had because of 9-11 has basically invaded the privacy of every single human being on the planet. And why are you doing this here? Like, it didn't make any sense to me. Like, why are the, the, and we think that the standards here are pretty bad for TSA, but like abroad, it is so, so, so much more strict. See, that's interesting to me because that was what I expected. And I did not experience that you at did. all. But so they didn't ask for a letter in Amsterdam or anything like that. They didn't ask for the letter, and I, I have a feeling that that only comes into play if they get a weird vibe from the kids, mm. or maybe if the kids don't resemble the parents at all. Like if there's something that sets it off. But I mean, we get off at Amsterdam. He's so exhausted that he's basically just leaning on me for support, half asleep. And I mean, I don't, maybe they looked and they're like, "Yeah, no, this kid's cool. He's fine." They, even but even when we flew home from Denmark to Amsterdam. And then from Amsterdam to the United States, it was just, you know, throw your stuff in a bin. We're going to scan it. Here you go. Nice. That was it. Like nobody, that's what I mean. I, I don't understand. I feel like someone is tricking me so that I try it again and it's hell. Wasn't there the, there was a case of a guy who kidnapped his son and moved him back. Was it back to Brazil and kept him there for years? Do you remember this case I'm talking about? This was a while back, right? Like years ago? A few years ago. Okay. Yeah. I think I do. And, they were and it was trying, a big issue to try and get him to try and get the child back. Yes. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So you think yeah. it would be a bigger issue because that it, that was headlines for a while, which headlines for a while. And I can't think of the name at all or the country. <laughs> right. 
But you remember overall. I remember overall it being a horrifying experience. He left the country with his child. And and that's why, and it even, it says when I was reading about this letter, it says you don't have to have it, but we recommend it because that way if something comes up, you know, you've got this. And I had, I had way more information on there. I had every airport code. I had, oh, you yeah. know, all three names for all three of us. I had her work contact information. Before I left, I said, you need to make sure that your phone is not on silent, that it's loud because it's going to be one in the morning if anything happens. I mean, I was ready just to get questioned. Of course. You to ha- have to you, show them. You, I'm sure that you were scared out of your mind just because of all of that logistic nightmare. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I had, I mean, I carried with me a digital copy of obviously the passports in addition to the passports. And then I had print and digital copies of court documents, birth certificates, this notarized letter. I had friends of mine had an entire set, like just in case anything went wrong, that there would be like 10 different directions to turn to make sure that everything was okay. Because I don't know how that, I also don't know like if, if an issue did come up, are we then separated? Like, are we really going to get to Amsterdam and he's in some room somewhere? And like that, all of this crossed my mind and it worked out. I mean, I'm really glad. And I, Again, because you do hear these stories about things like that, I totally respect it. But it's when I initially thought of this, I'm like, yeah, we'll go and it'll be great. And then you start to look into all of these things you need as this just in case. It's a lot. So I'm not judging her for this, but Heather changed her last name. Yes. That 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 was news to me. That was news to you? Wait, was it news to you as you were doing the passport process? A a little before the application, but not by much. So, yeah. That just seemed kind of unnecessary, I guess. I changed. Only only because he has her last name. Like, that was, you know, I don't know. That seems weird. If Yeah, your child already has your last name. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to withhold. Yeah. It's her decision. And and he doesn't know. You, Lexton doesn't know? No. Oh. Well, I don't feel like I need to tell him. I mean, I feel like he needs to know, but I don't feel like it's me that needs to tell him. Okay, exactly. Exactly. This is She needs to have this conversation with him. Sorry, exactly. she does. I'm going to be judgmental. She needs to have this right. conversation with him before he just finds out and is like, wait a minute. Like, that's the thing. Like, I have, again, my parents are the most lovely people in the entire world. There was stuff that I found out after the fact that made me, it infuriated me. Infuriated me because it was like, you didn't trust me with that information. And I had to find out. He's old enough to be trusted with that information. She could just sit down and explain to him why. Right. And maybe she doesn't know how to explain it. I don't know. I mean, and it's probably a matter of time. You know, we're going to be somewhere and somehow it's going to come up and then there's going to be. And and knowing Lexton, he won't even say anything. He'll kind of get that look like he's processing it and filing it away for later. Because he has this way of asking questions when you least expect them to come out. In the most precise manner ever, <laughs> which is good. It's it's not. I'm not criticizing him at all, but like he'll he'll sit on it for two weeks, and then come out with the most pointed question that's incredibly perceptive. And I don't even don't even know where to start. That's yeah okay. But but that issue itself complicated things even more well, because exactly. then it was a matter of you know. So here's here's two adults in here with a child to get a passport. They all have different last names. Yeah. So what I you know. And that's why, again, the guy at the post office had absolutely, he really struggled getting his head wrapped around everything. 
And and Lexton was just off, I don't know, doing something at the post office for a while, which is probably why he didn't pick up on it. But Yeah, I can't imagine because oh, I can't imagine just I, I got passports for the girls a few years ago and I had they, they make these little cards for um, birth certificate cards. Do you know what I'm talking about? Probably not because you haven't had a baby in um, a few years. Right. So when Marla was born, they issued us along with a birth certificate, which I, I don't know where her birth certificate is or was, they, they give you a little card as well that you can carry in your wallet or whatever. That doesn't pass when you're applying for a passport. So I had to go get both of their birth certificates re-released from the government and doing it. It's just a lot of work to get passports. I mean, if you <laughs> I'm complaining about that, but it's like a lot of standing, you know, in government offices and, and applying it. But I can't imagine what you must have gone through with three different last names. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, it's I mean, like you said, it's already a headache. I actually have a friend and her and her husband years ago applied for a passport when their daughter was, I don't know, one. And it was like the, the entire process of getting the photos and getting the passports was such a headache. They decided after the process was complete that there was no chance in hell they were going to actually try to make a trip. And like this alone, this was too much. Yeah. And then when you throw in the added challenge of, you know, the different last names and custody and all of that. So I was surprised that it didn't come up. And, and partially because... I mean, I had everything to show, but it would have just been really hard to show everything and then try to help them connect the dots. You know, like yeah. this person is actually this person, but back then this was their, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to do that as the, as the American in Amsterdam. So I had a friend who traveled, her infant, I think was less than a year old and she traveled to Europe with that infant. And I remember saying to her beforehand, like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you doing that? Are you sure you want to do that? And she's like, oh, yeah, this is totally fine. And she got over there and the baby was like completely off schedule. Like it was awake all night long, asleep during the day. Like it was like the first days of his of coming home from the hospital. And she got home and she was really frazzled about it, although she didn't want to appear frazzled about it. And that is exactly why in the in the early years of in the early years of my children, I was like, uh-uh, no, not doing this, not doing this. Like because it also, for me, like my sleep is so important. Even just the time change every every spring and autumn is, is pretty hard on me. That taking my kids to other time zones is like, okay, I'm going to have to deal with a, an adjustment here. Um, but as they've gotten older, I've learned to relax a little bit. And that relaxation helps them relax and it helps the whole experience go much more smoothly, which is, I think is what grandparenthood is all about. I think I oh, just yeah. realized that because yeah. as grandparents, you're like, you need to chill out. Like your grand, the grandparent is just like, really? The kid fell asleep in the car. Who cares? Or you're thinking, no, the kid fell asleep in the car. And now I'm going to be awake until four o'clock in the morning because the kid's not going to fall asleep until then. When if you just relax a little bit, your kid will probably fall asleep. Right. Well, either that or you relax because what are you going to do? There's nothing else you can do about it. And that was sort of where I got myself on the plane is I can't force him to go to sleep. There's nothing I can do. He's just going to be up. Yeah. And you know, when we got there, my friends, they were great. And they said, well, your only option now is to keep him busy because if he sleeps now, then he'll wake up, you know, after dinner local and be up all night. And that will just set him onto a bad schedule. So we just stayed active. And he, I mean, luckily because the 
his two friends are there, that wasn't a challenge. Yeah. But that was their whole attitude. They're like, if he sleeps, great. If he doesn't, then you make another plan. Right. And I'm very much like you. Like, I immediately, something is off, and I feel my entire body just turn into a knot. <laughs> that's it. It's over. On these trips that I take with, when I take my girls to New York, I mean, that's a, a good four and a half hours in the air each way, and it does not phase me anymore. I Part of it is just because I'm so I'm I've resigned myself to the fact that Marla will eventually lie down on both of us. Lita will get very angry about it and then resign herself to it as well. And and it's like, well, guess what? Like, I can't do anything for you. I know you're bored and I know you want to get up and walk around, but that's not happening. So you have to sit here and deal with it. And I once I like once I have said that to them, we're done. It's and it's fine. And we get off the plane and we walk and they're great. And in fact, Marlo is a phenomenal traveler. She sleeps usually on every plane and um, yeah, she's great. She seems like she would like the adventure of it, which I mean, like a trip to New York, I guess that's not really because they do it They love, regularly, but at least it's. Oh gosh, they love the, you know, ordering because I don't let them drink soda, which is, I, I just committed blasphemy to any Southerner who's listening. You don't call it soda, you call it a Coke. Right, um, everything's Coke. Yes, but I don't let them drink any Coke. I don't let them drink any sort of like soda. As bad as my children's eating habits are, <laughs> we'll be honest, they don't drink soda, they drink water. And so, but on airplanes, I... I'm like, this is part of the adventure. So they they, get, they usually get a Sprite or a ginger ale or a Minute Maid or a lemonade. And and they love to get the pretzels or the, the cookies. And that's like their favorite part. And they, they still get really excited about that, even though, my God, they've probably flown each of them more than a dozen times now, at least, if not more than two dozen times. But they still enjoy it. Oh, they still love it. It's still that's a part awesome. of like the, this is part of the experience of doing this. And this is, hey, fun. What's not fun is the... Oh, man, is the cab ride in from JFK. Man, does it suck. <laughs> it's way better than from LaGuardia, though, I think. <laughs> well, look, LaGuardia is just terrible anyway, but. I don't know, man. Like, it, oh, it's at least an hour and a half, and you're in the car, and they're already done flying, and they're just like, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there? I'm like, I have no control over this. I, I can't take a different turn. Like, I'm not even driving the car. We just, we just got to sit here. I don't know what to tell you guys. And usually by that point, all of their machinery has run out of batteries. <laughs> oh, yeah. So there's nothing. It's just I'm sitting. Like, Look at the pretty scenery, which... If from JFK into Brooklyn is a lot of cars, a lot of houses with fences in front of them, a lot of houses with bars on the windows, you know, it's like, just, just look out there. Yeah. It's not super scenic. No. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. But it's, I mean, but when you, and when you go to New York with them, that's usually like a destination, like you're, you're bringing them to see their father, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm always taking them there to see their father. Yeah. Right. So, but when you go on an actual vacation with them, is the travel, I mean, do you pick places based on the travel experience, like the actual transit? Usually I've, um, usually the, 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 the transit is, is, um, much shorter, Okay. Um, like uh, we've been to Wisconsin a few times or Minnesota a few times, and then we've been to California countless times. And those flights are the flights to California are like an hour and 20 minutes long. And <laughs> oddly on those flights is when they're like, oh, gosh, how long is this? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> we have the, you guys have, you guys will go through two movies on the way to New York. We can't even get through like a television show on this flight and you're complaining about it. That could be part of it though. Like mentally they know that the flight to New York is going yeah. to be longer so they know they have to settle in, but the flight to California is short and they just immediately want it done. Yeah, they think it's going to be like a 30 minute like nothing when it's actually an hour and 20 minutes, which honestly it like I really I wrote a post about not liking to travel with my kids early on, like in 2007, 2008, and it got such mixed response. People calling me just the the Grinch who stole Christmas from my kids and, you know, like, this is all about me. And, well, I'm sorry I didn't like traveling. It was an unpleasant experience for me. But now that they're older, I really love taking them places. I love flying with them. Um, I have I have status. Well, on Delta, <laughs> only because I fly. Uh, Salt Lake is a Delta hub, and I I fly Delta. I'm, I fly Delta, Delta everywhere. Hugely loyal to them, just because I have platinum status. And what that do- it just makes flying easier because I do it so much. And I'm gonna go ahead and speak with authority on this. Like TSA pre is a godsend. <laughs> Having status is a godsend. They just the service is better. You're treated like customer service. They're like, they see how much you fly. And whenever I have to go and check in at the actual check-in counter, they always say to me, thank you so much. I know that you pay my paycheck. Like, they're just like, they see how much I fly. And they're like, oh my gosh, thank you for choosing us again and again. And so they will hold a plane for me or, or anybody who's, you know, gold or platinum or diamond. Diamond. Oh my gosh. But, um... <laughs> Is that what you aspire to? That's like you have to fly basically all the time, like every day. Right. I mean, I like I've heard from people that status is it's awesome, and I I think so too. But it it comes at a cost, though, right? Oh yeah. I mean, you I, travel I'm, back to back to back sometimes. Yeah, I'm. I just I'm coming off of five straight weeks of it, and I'm something is wrong with me. Like I'm physically not okay. I think it comes is it, that also is because I ran a marathon and then immediately got on the plane and then got on another plane and then another and then another. I think I was home for five days last month, which is not normal for me. It, was, it just happened to be all this stuff popped up at once and I had to go, had to be in New York, I had to be in San Francisco, I had to be in LA, I had to be in Berlin. Oh man, it was it's awful. Like I would wake up that I'd wake up knowing that it was a day of travel and I would just be seized with like, oh no, here goes. <laughs> but it's work. I mean, that's part of 
you know, you do that yeah. so that you can support yourself and your girls. Yeah, it's all work. I mean, none, none of what I did was for fun, which is why I which is why I love to travel with my kids, because um, because of my platinum status, I can sit in economy comfort. They have these economy comfort seats on Delta, which have more leg room. And the wine is free. <laughs> That's really what you it's about. The leg room. <laughs> well, also all the movies are free if there are movies on the plane. So my kids and I, we get to enjoy the, the economy comfort experience. And um, we get to board with Sky Priority and that whole thing. And last year, I took the kids to New York for, I took them to see John. Uh, he had Thanksgiving last year and I flew the kids out there to see him. And I spent the week, I spent the Thanksgiving holiday in New York <laughs> on the way there. So what happens when you have like, when you have this kind of status, they put you on an automatic upgrade list. And if there's a seat in first class and you're next on the upgrade list, they will give you that first class seat. And I had not taken, I didn't realize I needed to take my name off the list. So we go through the line and they pop, pops a new ticket and they have upgraded me to first class. And I'm like, oh, and I'm jokingly, I'm like, oh, I just got upgraded to first class. Yeah. And Lita, the look on her face, like it was like she'd seen a ghost like or that. We're going to have to sit alone. She was like somebody kicked her in the stomach and she was just like, OK. Um, and then she like sucked it all up. She's like, OK, I'll. I'll be totally fine. I'm. We'll be. We'll be okay. Everything will be fine. And I was like, Lita, Lita, I'm not gonna leave you back there alone with Marlo. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. But what they had done is they had already given my seat away to somebody else. Oh. Oh yeah. So it was a hugely complicated situation. And but once we finally got it figured out, um, we all sat together and she was like, Okay, okay, I'm sitting next to you. And I'm like, Yeah, I gave away my first class seat to sit back here with you. You better enjoy it. <laughs> but then on the way back, so on the way back, I was, uh, and this never happens. This never happens when I'm not traveling with my kids. On the way back, I was number one on the upgrade list again. And I went up to the counter and I said, How likely is it that I'm going to get upgraded? And she's like, Oh, I can give the ticket to you now. And I was like, Seriously? really and she's like well yeah what you know you don't want it i'm like no i'm traveling with my kids and she's like well you could give it to one of your kids how old is your kid i said she's 12 and she's like oh yeah you can totally give it to your kid so i go over to lita and i'm like do you want to sit in first class <laughs> she's like um i don't know i mean what is that about and i was like what is that about I'm like you want oh. you want to sit there you want to sit there lita you're gonna want to sit in first class and so she did. She sat there by herself? She sat there by herself. Wow. Well, it's first class. Come oh, no, on. it's awesome. I'm just, it's, you know. It's not like she's sitting in the <laughs> solitary confinement. She's getting served whatever she wants. Whatever snack she wants, whatever drink she wants. They could have been serving her bourbon. Right. You would, you would have never known. Yeah. I never had known. And after it was over, <laughs> I'm like, did you like it? How was it? She's like, it was fine. And I was like, no, 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 no. It was not just fine. It was I didn't give give up that experience for fine. <laughs> that was first class. It was amazing. She's like, it was okay. Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> See, yeah, you you definitely. I mean, I'm sure she enjoyed it in her own way, but you you wasted that. Ugh. I mean, I tried to upgrade. I flew. Well, I flew Delta, but their international partner is KLM. Yeah. And something happened and the seat map closed like way before, like four or five days before boarding. So I wasn't able to upgrade and I was going to upgrade for 
I don't even remember what they call it, but it's the more like room, whatever. Yeah. And I couldn't. So by the time we got to the gate and waited for this class of 25 adorable French kids to do whatever they needed to do, they were so cute. And I got up and I said, you know, do you, can we upgrade? She said, no, you can't, but we do have business class available. And I said, oh, okay, well, what's, what's the price? She's like, oh, 799 euro. I'm like, nope, I'm good. I'm, uh, you know what? Times two, I'm going to be okay. It's not that important. That's actually not that bad. No, I I know. But, and if it had just been me, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I, that's You'd like. Thought, you would have thought about it, right? That's like $950. That would be like two grand yeah, just exactly. to upgrade. And right. in reality, like the, the extra space for Lexton, he doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And he even, he sat down and he looked at me. He's like, I don't know why you want extra room. There's plenty. <laughs> And I said, can you look at my legs? He's like, oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, there's not plenty. There's not even close to plenty. You're tall, right? So, I mean, regular oh, leg room is, oh, it's I have like knees against the seat, whether it's reclined or not. Oh, it's, it, my knees are against the seat. And when the person reclines, I am paralyzed. Yes. But the, the thing about business class is that it, that's a usually like a, that could be a $7,000 ticket. Oh, yeah. Yeah, to so book like, it in advance. Like I remember mm-hmm. seeing them listed, and they were super expensive. Yeah. So it was a. It wasn't that it wasn't a good deal, but all I was really trying to do was just have like survival leg room, and mm-hmm. to go from survival leg room to a nine hundred and fifty dollar upgrade times two. I'm like, yeah, that's. Oh no, no. It, like, yeah, especially kids... not on the way there. Yeah. Right, because then I'm not going to do it on the way back, and the way back is going to seem awful in comparison. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, my kids don't need the extra leg room. I just give them the the economy comfort because I get it for free. And, oh, right. Yeah. And yeah, it's the experience. And I fly enough that I can have that, give that to them. That's great. Oh, I, no. I mean, if it was just part of it, absolutely. But in, I would totally give him the extra leg room, but he, he definitely did not need $1,000 business class. No. And I would say this, you don't travel enough. I, there, were, there was a, something on NPR this morning about TSA was hoping that everybody was going to apply for the TSA pre-program to try to eliminate most of the lines going on, which are causing huge, huge problems in airports. Oh, yes. And the problem is, is that if you don't travel a lot, I think it's like a $95, it's close to 100 bucks. I think, 85 Per to, year, to get, right? For five years. Okay, for five. To go get TSA pre, and which can be expensive for a family of like four, five, six, you know, even a family of two. If you don't travel that much, it's, it's, I, I don't know how much it's worth it, but for me, it is so good. It is so, 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 so good. Not only that, I, do I admit that I lie about Lita's age? Do you? <laughs> I'm like, Lita, when we get to the TCA pre-line, what year were you born? 2005, mom. 2005. Excellent. Good work. Because <laughs> they can go with me through the line if they are up to 12 years old. I don't know if that means that includes 12 years old. So maybe I'm not lying. Well, you're, you're lying anyway, but maybe you don't In need to be, anyway. right? <laughs> well, they don't ask about her birthday. They just say, how old are you? And Well, she is lying. <laughs> so she says, she says 11? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I'm terrible, but guess what? We get through the line and we don't have to stand in the line, right? I can go. She's traveling enough now that I should probably go get her her own TSA pre. I mean, she, because she travels to New York several times a year, right? To see her. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll go through the TSA pre line and I'll see her reach down to take off a shoe. I'm like, don't even think about it, right? I will 
my TSA pre-rage starts to rumble. <laughs> and I'm like, do not take off your shoes. Do not take off your jacket. Put the things on the belt and we will walk through very easily, kids. This is what this whole line is about, okay? Because I think people get funneled into the TSA pre-line because they're trying to, I don't know, like they're trying to manage all the lines. And so people who don't normally do TSA pre get put into TSA, TSA pre and they're taking off their shoes and they're taking off their belt. And I want to take that belt and I want to strangle them. <laughs> I do. <laughs> get out of my line. You are in my, I travel enough. Like this is my second home. Please get out of my way. Like I don't want to be here. I don't want to be traveling again. Stop. Well, and I sympathize a lot with people who travel as much as you do. I know a few people that do and it's the same thing. Because it, it's such a mundane routine, the mm -hmm. actual traveling, that anything that holds that up is horrible. I mean, it just, it, it is. But if you fly two or three times a year, it doesn't really matter. TSA is, no. is not a great experience and you deal with it. But if you had to deal with that kind of TSA experience, you know, three times a month or twice a month or even once a month, honestly, yeah. Yeah. Well, it takes, it, it takes a physical toll too because you're, you're sitting for so long and you're waiting in line you're waiting in lines and you're sitting and then you're in a confined space for a long period of time and then you're waiting in line and then you're traveling like there's so much of it is actually physically demanding that when I run into somebody in the TSA pre-line who's taking off their shoes it's like oh gosh this is just another one it's like a gigantic bump in this huge 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 obstacle course that I have got to run through just to get to my destination on the other side 11 hours from now, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's a, it, it's a bump right at the beginning. Yes. I think for me, what, what adds it, I mean, I'm not, it's not that I'm like afraid of flying. I just hate the process of getting there and getting through security. And I, I always have. But yeah. when you have, like when you have another body or two to pay attention to and make sure they have their backpack, they didn't leave anything on the seat at the gate, that they have all of this stuff. Yes. And then add that, and I know that we share this in common because we've talked about it, but I feel incredibly compelled to get to the airport, like, hours. Like, so many hours I could practically sleep. Mm -hmm. Because I have this fear that if I don't allow an absurd amount of time, I'm going to hit traffic and the car is going to break down and then I'm going to miss my flight. Like, something will happen. And yep. that just means that you're there early. With So even if the flight's four hours and they're cool with it, but then they have two hours in the airport, oh, that's rough. It is rough. And I've had to, I've had to really work on my anxiety about that when I'm traveling with them, knowing that we're going to be sitting at the gate at like Heather. Like I can go to the lounge myself because I have um, an American Express card. I can go to the lounge, but it costs $27 for each of them to go to the lounge. So we're not going to go to the lounge. We're going to go sit at the gate. Well, wow, they don't get to enjoy that. Like, you can't get them in even though they're your kids? No. Wow. Kids, they changed the rule. They've changed everything. To, to get status now is actually really difficult. You have to spend a specific amount of money, too. Not only fly a specific amount of miles, you have to spend. Right. And then you have to have... And then to get into the lounge, you can either have a certain status or have a certain credit card. But even then, in order to invite somebody in, you used to be able to invite somebody in. They don't allow that anymore. If your kids cost $27 a piece and yeah, it's not worth it. So I'm like, okay, Heather, you got to calm down and get to time this right. We're doing TSA pre. We should be able to get to the gate. And the problem at, at, at Salt Lake City, as much as I love the airport because it's so easy it's small and easy, even though it's really, really, really international. 
is it's so crowded. It's always crowded. There are people, there are throngs and throngs. There's never a seat unless you get to the gate like two hours early. So my children and I are usually sitting in the floor, you know, which is gross, but whatever. Usually sitting in the floor (laughs) against a wall. (laughs) I really have relaxed over the years. It's like, okay, we're going to sit in the floor here for the next hour or whatever. But I have had... We're going to eat on the floor. We're going to eat on the floor. That's another thing about... So I recently went to Berlin and I posted a photo right before I left. And I was like, Salt Lake to Chicago, Chicago to Heathrow, Heathrow to Berlin. And I put it like a, like one, the, my favorite emoji, which is the the straight lined face smile. There's yes. no smile, it's straight line. Like that emoji is me. That's my personality. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> And people were like, oh, poor you. You have to go to Berlin. Oh, poor you. Oh, your life sucks. And I was like, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm really excited that I get to go to Berlin. I'm not at all excited about what it's going to take to get there. (laughs) Not at all. Right. It's all of the layovers and the transport. and, And honestly, people, if you've never traveled for work, and I don't care if you're going to like Dubuque or Shanghai, like it doesn't matter. Traveling for work is not nearly as exciting right. as it seems like it would be. Ever. Yeah. It never is. My brother used to tell me all the time, it's great that you get to travel because I traveled with my with my last job. And he got his job and within the first year, I think he took two trips and he called me. He's like, this is, this is not as exciting as I thought. <laughs> like, no, it's not. It's not a vacation. No, hauling my, my laptop around with food like I have to pack food with me is the thing because I I got to Chicago this is what happened is I got to Chicago and it's raining in Chicago and O'Hare is not great oh O'Hare oh O'Hare I know the flight was delayed by an hour and 45 minutes and there wasn't much to eat around the gate that I was at and I couldn't leave the gate because they kept pushing they were like another 15 minutes Another 15 minutes. Another, so every time I would try to get up and leave, they would be like, oh, the plane is going to be ready in 15 minutes. And then I'd sit there for 15 minutes and they push it back again. And so I had no food to eat. And I finally get on the, the flight. I had, a terrible t- I don't, I had a terrible time trying to sleep on that flight. And then I get to Heathrow and I have approximately maybe 25 minutes to catch my connection to Berlin. And I'm in a different terminal and I have to get on a bus. But to get to that bus, I have to run like a half a mile to get oh. to that bus. So I get off the plane and there are people standing there and they're like, are any of you going to these places? Somebody who doesn't speak English as a first language. And the first one is Berlin. And I'm like, me. And so he handed me this like red slip, this emergency slip. He's like, run. <laughs> great, great. Thanks for the red paper. Run. So here I have, I have not slept. It's, I'm completely jet lagged. I am running and I finally get to the bus that's going to take me to the other terminal and I wait and wait and wait. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. So we finally get on the bus and the bus, I don't know, probably about a two and a half hour through the English countryside (laughs) to get to the other terminal. And then I get to the other terminal and I walk upstairs and literally, I'm not even kidding, like you look down the hallway and the hallway is as far as your eye can see. There is a line of probably 2,000 people. I'm not kidding. And the line is like four people wide. That's what I'm talking about. Like a herd. A herd. As far as you can see. 
And then I see somebody letting people through who have the red slips. So I walk up there and she's like, yes, run. So I run another again, half mile. Awesome. I run another half mile. Get You have to go through security again. So take out all your liquids. Okay, so I took out all my liquids. Well, I thought I had taken out all my liquids. And oh, you apparently, forgot apparently I didn't. Apparently toothpaste counts as a liquid. And which traveling in, in the States has never, they've never liquids, stopped. Liquids, gels, or aerosols. That's what they always tell me. Yeah, ex- except that I've never... I've I've flown so many times in the states with my toothpaste in my bag and have never taken it out and have they no one has ever stopped me ever not once how much and I have I've had platinum status now for three years in a row. But that's the that's a big problem I think I mean it's a totally separate issue but there's been times where I've forgotten to take my liquids out. Yeah. At O'Hare and nothing. Nothing. Other times then they have to rescan it and they have to take them out and it's a big or and I don't ever try to do it intentionally but there should be some consistency. Yeah. So, so I get to security and security, oh, they, they are, everybody working security at Heathrow is angry, British angry. <laughs> <laughs> and they are screaming at people in these very angry British accents. And I was just like, I'm going to miss my plane. I just want to get on my plane. They confiscated my perfume because they said that it was too much, even though it says on the bottle it's three ounces. They confiscated my perfume. They confiscated um, half. I had, I had two bottles of toothpaste. They confiscated both bottles of toothpaste. They took both of them? Yes, because it wasn't in a sealed container. It oh, was just geez. in my makeup bag. And I would, literally was the last person on the plane. And I sat there, and I'm like, okay, okay. And like a sweat coming, like pouring down my face. And I was like, I wanted to go on Instagram and be like, this is what I'm talking about. This is, this is the process that is not fun. Is like, am I going to make my plane to Berlin? And the problem is, is that the people that I'm working with, with the, the, the place where I'm speaking, it's hard to get a hold of those people. So if I miss my plane to Berlin, are they going to be, are they going to see my email for the next day? Because I don't have their phone numbers. I basically have their email addresses. <laughs> that just made it all the more worthwhile but that is it's it's stuff like that that you can learn to deal with yourself Mm -hmm. but then when you add when you add kids into it no 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 i would never no mm -mm, not right the connection and that's like whenever i get off a plane i always feel like airplane like i just the first thing i want to do is get in a shower like i don't care if it's an hour flight or whatever. So then when you have the connecting flights and you have to sit and feel like airplane in an airport and then get on another airplane. Mm-mm. Yeah. With a kid who's been up for 24 hours at that Oof. point. Oof. Yeah. Oof. I will fly into Heathrow with my kids. I'm not ever going to fly through Heathrow with my children. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That does not sound like a great introduction for them. I was like, you know, London, you were my favorite place on earth. But now I've discovered Heathrow, and I don't know anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it can it can go either way, but there, but it can also, I think, transit aside, it can be good. I know there was at one point you were traveling. I don't remember where you were with them, with your girls on vacation. I think you, I think you were in California, and I asked you how it was. I wish I could find the text, but you made a comment something like, "We're like frat boys when we travel." <laughs> yeah. And it was like I, as soon as I read it, I'm like. I know exactly what that means. Like, I just, I got it. I knew exactly what you meant about the traveling, and I could picture it, and it was a great description. Like, the, it's like the greatest way to travel with kids. We, we were on spring break, 
And I had rented an Airbnb at a condo that had a pool at it. And we basically walk into the Airbnb and just drop everything everywhere. And I go, Marlo sleeps in the bed with me. I get up and there's like half eaten, you know, (laughs) half eaten everything just left everywhere. Open containers of like soda and whatnot and like tissues everywhere. And I'm just like, eh, maybe we'll get to that later. We're going to the pool. Let's go to the pool. (laughs) And that's kind of like, that's how you have to be, I think, when you travel with kids it's the best way it's like we're all gonna relax we're all gonna we're gonna have fun there's no home rules here we're not gonna have a strict bedtime you know if you don't brush your teeth okay maybe we'll get that tomorrow morning maybe not (laughs) right it's all i mean it's part of the experience essentially yeah you know you don't go on a vacation to have everything be exactly like it is at home in a hotel or in a condo or in a whatever yeah you know but it is hard i think at least for me to get to that point because I, I, I too like a routine and I like for things to be a certain way. And, but when you can finally let go and, and be frat boys. Oh, it's, it's pretty so awesome. good. It's so good. And they, they had, those are the, those are the best vacations. Like my kids have the best memories of those vacations where it really was just like, just, just take your clothes off. I don't care where you put them. Maybe we'll find them before we leave. I don't even care if we do. We'll just, whatever. We'll just buy more socks we'll because we're already going to need to buy more socks. <laughs> You're only wearing one anyway. <laughs> right. You, you obviously don't need a pair. But I, I'm definitely interested to hear, you know, travel successful and maybe unsuccessful travel stories from you guys, our listeners. Um, and, and personally, I'm interested to hear if anyone has had any less than seamless international travel due to, yes. you know, either custody issues or not having the proper paperwork or whatever, because I think that, that that sort of thing is easy to overlook. I think people assume they have a passport and they're good to go. And that's not always the case. So as always, you can email us um, any stories that you may have to stories at manicramblings.com. Or you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Manic Ramblings. Until next time, travel like a frat boy. It's more enjoyable that way. Oh, and go get your TSA pre. I recommend it highly. It's worth it. I don't have it, but so I hear. Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. 